0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. Psalm 78, verse 41, please. And I'll stop in time for the Korean church to arrive and we'll go to Sunday school. And and then we're going to eat. And all the books and the cedars are back there where we're going to eat. I'm excited about eating. (laughs) You know, they had Krispy Kreme donuts this morning. And just yesterday I said, I am not going to eat any sweets this month until Thanksgiving. Well, today is Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) I just made today National Thanksgiving Day. Let's look, if we could, please, at the book of Psalms, chapter 78, verse number 41. Psalm 78. Verse number 41. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Let's read that verse, verse together. Could we please? Uh, chapter 78, verse 41. Together. Ready? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You have, a, you have enlarging their tent. Isaiah 54 two. Uh, I, I, I like that verse, and I like, your, I, I like your, your theme. Many years ago, my wife and I uh, took a little church in Athens, Tennessee, uh, right off of I-75, way back near the Telico Plains, Tennessee, way back in the mountains. It was a country church, very country. And, uh, and God began to bless that little church. And, and uh, I was the youth pastor, Brother, Brother Nathan, I was the youth and music guy. I was the youth pastor, the bus pastor, the camp pastor, the janitor, whatever I was asked to do like you guys do, too, you know. And I loved it. And my wife and I went there totally by faith. The pastor's name was Jack Scallions, and he took the church, and they were running about 60 in church, maybe 70 on a big day. And, and he said, Toby, my, Paulette and I need help. And he and Brother Jack and I had worked in one of the extension churches at Tennessee Temple College when he and I were in seminary together down in Dalton, Georgia. In our little country church down there, we ran maybe 30 or 40 in church. And we'd drive down to Dalton every Saturday and Sunday, and I'd lead the singing like Mike does and, and had my youth group of four, four teenagers, and my choir of nine. And one of the men in my choir couldn't read. Charlie Jones couldn't read. He'd hold his book upside down. And I'd say, Charlie, your book is upside down. He said, that's the way I read it. I so, okay. said, <laughs> And okay. Uh, but I loved him. And God blessed that little ministry. <clears throat> and we got... Uh, Athens, Tennessee, and we went totally by faith. We sold our house, broke even, sold our car, broke even, bought an old clunker, and drove to Athens, Tennessee and began doing this. Good morning. My name is Toby, and this is my wife, Rita, we're from Fairview Baptist Church out there on Fairview Road, like you're going toward Englewood, and we'd like to invite you to come to our church. If you can come Sunday, uh, my wife will fix my wife will fix lunch for you and we'll have you over to the house and, 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 and while we're here by the way do you know for sure if you die today you'd go to heaven and, and God began to bless that church because of this and because we chose not to limit not to limit the Holy One of Israel God has no limits God is unlimited in his blessing and we began and that thing began to grow and we had our little old youth group and I can still see Dan and Van actually. They were both twin brothers. They were, they were 6'3 and weighed 250. They, played the, they eventually played football for the University of Tennessee. Steve and Debbie sat right there. Uh, Debbie's sister Karen sat right there. I remember we had about 10, 10 teenagers in that little church. It began to grow, and, and it grew. It, it outgrew our little room, and so we bought a tent an old red and white tent. Set that tent out by the church, and it was a country church, and put pea gravel down on the thing. had an old rickety pulpit. Had a piano that half the half the uh, keys on the piano didn't work. In fact, there's a uh, one of the songs, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. The introduction goes like this: brrump, 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 My eyes. Nice. And so we had a group come and sing from Tennessee Temple College, and they opened up with the Battle Hymn of the Republic. But half the keys on our piano didn't work, so it went brr, <laughs> brr. <laughs> Brr, brr. My eyes have seen. It. it was it was so good, though, man. It was so good, and I relish those days, because Rita and I we lived totally by faith, and the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. You can't please God without faith. And God began to bless that thing, and that tent filled up, and and there's a and, and today there's a there's a church with hundred and fifty acre farm, 150-acre camp, and, and they, they run 300 in church down there. They have, a, they have a Christian school that runs over 100. They send kids to West Coast. Well, how did that start? And faith. And, and we, we just decided not to limit God, not to put a ceiling on what God can do in my family and what God can do in your family and what God can do for the Bible Baptist Church if we will step back and say I'm not going to limit God anymore I'm not going to limit him and I began thinking about this thing even yesterday morning and, and thinking about being here what we believe and how we behave has a direct effect on how much God is able to work in our lives listen to the statement again what I believe and what you and I believe and how we behave have a direct effect on how much God is able to work in our lives and I want God to work in my life I hope I live to be 173. I want to. Man, I'm just I'm just getting into this thing. (laughs) I mean, hopped in the van this morning, coming down here, getting to preach today, and hear the kids sing, man, ain't nothing better. And and I love to relive the days at Fairview and and, and Northview Chapel. I like to relive those days, but how about today? How about tomorrow at Bible Baptist Church? How about your family? How about your grandchildren? What are we going to do? do about this? Are we going to sit around and watch CNN and Fox News and cry and bellyache? Are we going to get up and do some of this? Are we going to give tracts out? Are we going to tithe? Are we going to give to missions? Are we, to, are, we, are we going to promote the plan of Bible Baptist Church? It's just time, church. It's time at Lancaster. It's time in, in, in Gardena just to say, hey, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm tired of limited, limiting the Holy One of Israel because we live that way sometimes so let us consider how God is limited how do do I hold God back because God is is a God of forward God is a God of going forward not holding God back oh God you don't want to bless me you you don't want to do that yes he does so how do we hinder God from enlarging our tent how do we put a limit on God from enlarging our tent somebody prayed a long time about that theme so I prayed a long time about that, I guarantee you. And it's the heart of the leadership of the Bible Baptist Church in Gardena to enlarge the tent. And here's the tent. Sitting right here under the sound of my voice. So let's consider the results of limiting God. What what kind of resu- If we're going to limit God, there's going to be results. <laughs> and what, what are those what are those results? It'll keep you from growing. It'll keep the Bible Baptist Church from growing and going. It'll keep God from blessing this church. It'll keep God from blessing your family. I have not seen nor heard the things that God hath for them, that have for them, and prepared for them that love Him. God has stuff. I don't know what stuff, but blessings. God has things that He has prepared for you and for me. And He want, and, and God's not stingy. God is not stingy. God is not an Indian giver. God loves to give and give and give. For God so loved the world that He gave. God's a giver. But but there are conditions to have, that have to be met to get the gifts from God. And, and, and part of that is faith. Faith and trust and, and forgiveness and, and and moving forward and forgetting your past and, and, and reaching forth to the things that are before and don't live in the past. Everybody has stuff in the past. And let's don't go back there and, and, and squander it and waddle in it and cry and, and, and bellyache about the past. We got the future. We've got today. Today can be the greatest day you've ever had outside your salvation. I don't want to limit the Holy One of Israel. And the, and, the results, and the results of that is God has to hold His blessings back and missions and the ministry and the church become stagnant. Stagnant. I don't want that to happen to your church or mine. It also testifies to the unsaved world that God is weak. When we put, when we put a limitation on God, it tells the whole world My God is weak. He can't do it. Well, yes, he can. Yes, he can. And tells the world that he's incapable of doing anything that's great for us. My wife and I found out after we were married about five or six years that we weren't going to be able to conceive children, which we found out and we did all that business. And and we began to fast and pray because I, I felt in my heart that God wanted us to have children. And if I hadn't felt that, I, we would have been content, very content, to not to have had children. Think of how much money we would have saved. <laughs> you know, I mean, whoa, we had have been billionaires, you know, billion, billionaires. But I, I just felt in my heart, and so did my wife, that God wants to have children. we began to explore adoption, and we had, we had, two, we had two very heartbreaking experiences and, and, and almost went bankrupt because of one of them. It, uh, every penny I owned, and we were victims of a scam okay but what do you do when you're victims of a scam what do you do when you get your when, when you get the daylights knocked out of you spiritually and what what, what do you do you either quit you, or you limit the power you limit god or you say god is trying to stretch the faith of toby and rita god is god god is a perfect god god knows what he's doing I got to swallow hard. We got to go somewhere. We got to cry. We got to get this out of our system. We got to. We've got to. We've got to. We've got to plead to God and say, Lord, we are not going to get bitter. We're not going to get bitter. But I was tempted. But we're not going to get bitter. We're not going to get aggravated at God. We're going to continue to fast and wait and pray. And here it is uh, today. And I have a 42-year-old son preaching this morning up in Santa Barbara, and I have a 40-year-old son uh, t- teaching t- teaching school back in back in Michigan. They're married. They love the Lord. And God gave them to us. We got them on eBay. <laughs> and I won't go into the whole story. I'm just telling you, God gave them to us at birth miraculously. Miraculously. And uh, sometimes we'll go look, look, look the, I, I love the mountaintop. I, I, I love to live on the mountaintop. But to get up there, you've got to go through some valleys, folks. You've got to go through some valleys. And sometimes there's some pain in the valley. But God knows what he's doing. Let's don't limit God. I'm, I'm saying that these people, these Israelites, they turned their back and they tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. The results of that is no good. Now, there are reasons, there are reasons people limit God. And you're thinking, U-N-S, uns, uns, like unbelief. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you some reason that people limit God, they're unthankful for what they have. Unbelief. They don't believe God can do it. Unbelief is the absence of faith. Unbelief is the absence of faith. I, I went up in the woods, Teleco Plains, Tennessee, and I walked all night long in the woods, all night, the entire night. All God, I know in my heart you want us to have children. I know you do. I know you do. I, you've spoken to my heart. I came back, the sun was rising, I came home, and my wife said, Toby, where have you been? I said, I've been praying. And God assured me that he's going to give us children. I'm, t- I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you now, that that unbelief is the absence of faith and God gave us children. God, The, the, the Lord Jesus frequently said to his disciples these words, O ye of little... That's what he said. These... these Men that, that were so close to the master, even Jesus said, You guys have your faith is too little. Now if Jesus told Peter, James, John, all those guys that their faith was too little, if he were standing right here today, he would he would be he'd look me right in the face and he'd say, Toby, increase your faith. I know he would. And I want you to increase your faith, and if you don't, you're gonna limit the one of you're gonna limit the holy one of Israel, and your tent is gonna shrink, not Get enlarged. You with me so far? The results of limiting God we talked about that the reasons, unthankfulness, unbelief, and unconcern I don't give a flip. I don't care. And then the last, the, the last, the, 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 the last reason is I want to give you the remedy for limiting God. There's a remedy. If we've been limiting God, there's got to be a remedy for this. There's got to be. God wants my life to have extraordinary capacity for his power to be manifested. Extraordinary. Not just ordinary. Look, who wants an ordinary church? Who wants an ordinary tour group? I don't. I don't. I'm I'm, I'm looking for the cream of the crop. That's who I want to bring down here. I'm looking for the top of the line. I'm looking for young people who are sacrificial. I'm looking for young people who get in the van and don't bellyache, and and, it's, and, and if they get something to eat good, if, if we got to take off, and they never complain, never complain. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for extraordinary. I don't want ordinary. I don't want an ordinary marriage. I don't, I don't want an ordinary church. I don't like to eat ordinary food. I had a Krispy Kreme donut back there. That was extraordinary, dude. Okay? Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, God God wants to bless you and me with extraordinary and everywhere, I'm, everywhere I'm going, Brother Nathan, I'm seeing our graduates, and they're married, and they're loving their wives, and they got all these children running around everywhere, and it makes me feel very old. <laughs> but it's, it's extraordinary, and that's what God wants for you and me. It's a re, the, the remedy. The remedy, the, the remedy is not t- twofold. First of all, I've got to confess that I've been guilty of, of unthankfulness, unbelief, or unconcern. I've got to confess that. Up in the woods that night, I said, now, Lord, I've cried, I've cried, and, and, and I've gotten mad at God, I've gotten mad at my wife, I've gotten mad at my friends, I've gotten mad at the church, I'm, I'm aggravated, and we, we, I know you want us to have children, but but, but, I, but, but peop, people know my attitude has been crummy, and everybody knows it, they see it, even the pastor called me down on it, and, and Lord, i got to stop and kneel right here by the stump, and I've got to confess to you, I am so sorry. I am so sorry and God says now you're getting there Toby that's where you need to be on your knees because a lot of good stuff happens when you're on your knees buddy I, I, he said I, I, I see your posture you finally humbled yourself that's exactly now Toby you're in the place of blessing because you've humbled yourself You're not big and bad Toby you're the, you, you, you're the broken Toby you're broken you're contrite, and God likes that he likes a contrite spirit. And so the remedy for this thing is I've got to confess. And number two, I've got to determine to live a life of faith. I've got to get out of my comfort zone. I've got to determine to obey the Lord in everything. Now, I want you to look at one of the scriptures, and, and we'll be done a little early. Look at Psalm 144.4. Psalm 144.4. Man is like to vanity, his days are as a shadow that passeth away. How many of us, you ready, are 70 years old or older? Would you raise your hand if you can hear me? <laughs> are, are anybody else 70 years old or older? Am I the oldest person here? That is pathetic. <laughs> 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 call, call the corner or somebody. Uh, let's go to 60. You're 60? Anybody 60? 60? That's a young church. 55. 55, 55 and older. Okay, there are a few of us. Okay, those of us that are 55 and older, how did did we get here so quick? Right? How did that happen? Boom, here I am, 73. I I, I wake up at night thinking about that because I I, I want to to do this for a long time, you know. I really do. I want to do this for a long time. But but when, when, when James said life is a vapor, he knew he was talking about here I am boom that quick and I, and I start thinking about that thing uh, man is like to vanity either right over Ecclesiastes talked about that his days are as a shadow that passeth away now look I don't know if we have one more year or a million more years but I got today I got today we have today I might not have tomorrow Yesterday's gone. I can't do one thing about yesterday. Yesterday's gone. I may not have tomorrow, but I've got today. Now let's make some decisions today. Because we may not have. I said, oh, you're just a prophet of doom. Anybody who knows Toby Weaver knows that I'm not a prophet of doom. <laughs> if anything, I'm too, too optimistic. I think everybody's awesome. And so we have to, we have to be careful, though, that Man is like to vanity. Let's, let's don't think we got her got by the tail because Jesus could come to tomorrow. You and I may be in heaven tomorrow. His days are as a shadow that passeth away. And so I, I jotted down a couple of thoughts in closing. I see the vanishing of our days. The vanishing of our days. And so what we must do, let's, let's have a sense of urgency about it. Let's have a sense of urgency about I'm going to have a sense of urgency about loving Bible college kids because they are going to graduate real quick. I mean, it just seems like the other day these men were sitting in class sleeping. I mean, sitting in class. It's <laughs> just, just the other day when, when Robbie had hair. Bless his heart. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I'm proud of Robbie. Man, he transferred it from his hair to his face. That's pretty cool. <laughs> In fact, he got more on his face right now than he had on his head. Anyway, so it's good. <laughs> it's all good, you know. Uh, but but we have today, uh, and I don't know about tomorrow. But but if if, if we don't approach every day like uh, years and years and years ago, our boys came to visit us way back in the early two thousands, um, and and they were both they were both still in school and in college and getting ready to come to get their masters at West Coast, but they were at another Bible college back east at that time and so on we flew them out and I got an appointment with John wooden John wooden was the coach of UCLA for many many years the basketball coach who won I think six national championships And he was a Christian man in fact he told me because I asked him you don't know if you don't ask I said I said coach I said I got to ask you this before if you die today are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven he said all that's taken care of I'm sure I said, well praise the Lord but he uh, I set up an appointment to take both of my boys because they were both college athletes, all the high school and college athletes, and I set up a appointment to go by Coach Wooden's house over in Encino, and we spent three hours there in his, in his apartment. And sitting there, and, and he, he made a statement. He said, and I said, I said give, me, give me one piece of advice. He said, Toby, make every day your masterpiece. Make every day your masterpiece. And, and I said, I said and, and the phone kept ringing. Coach, this is Kareem. Uh, Coach, this is uh, this is Gail Goodrich. All those former greats from UCLA days. And uh, coach, this is the Pope. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't call him. Uh, But but the phone never stopped ringing. I said, Coach, don't you want it? He said, You're my guest. You're my guest, and as long as you're my guest, I'm like he was a real gentleman. But the statement that he made, make every day your masterpiece. If we Christians could grab that, make every day your masterpiece. Look, 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 uh, do, do a lot of forgiving. Do a lot of forgiving. We, 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 limit, we limit God and our tent will never be in, in, enlarged as long as we hang on to stuff. Well, he said that and they did that and I didn't get that and they got that and, and uh, it, it's just time to let that stuff go because you're, you're putting a limit on God. You're putting a ceiling on the Lord. And so I see the vanishing of our days. I see the vanity of our days. Vanity. Look here, why ask yourself right now, why am I here? What's your purpose? Why are you here today? Gonna have a good meal? Your friend came? Or are we here today to glorify the God in heaven and to worship today the way it ought to be, the way it ought to be done in church? Are we going to leave more worshipful than when, when we walked in here? Are we going to leave closer to Jesus than when we walked in here? Are we going to leave more in love with enlarging our tent than we've ever been in our lives? Or are we just going to be content to be stagnant? Let's don't be content. The best days of Bible Baptist Church are out in front of us. The greatest days of West Coast Baptist College and Lancaster Baptist Church are out in front of us. If I didn't believe that, I'd be, I'd be an idiot. The the vanishing of our days, the vanity of our days, and then I see the value of my days. (laughs) I I live for the glory of God and place my entire dependency upon God for everything in my life, including the bad stuff, the unexpected bill we got yesterday, my wife backing into the neighbor, the the, the, I, I mean just all it's just life, man. It's life. The value, the value of our days, and this includes the people, the prosperity, the problems, and the prospect. And then I see the visitation of our days in closing. Look at chapter in Psalm 144, verse 9. I've heard people say, I want, my, I want my children to be happy. And I've heard preachers correct them for that. I think that's a mistake. Because the Bible talks about happiness. So if the Bible talks about happiness, it must be a good thing. Right? Okay, I, I don't want my kids to be happy. I want them to be godly. Well, let, let's, let's think about that just for a second, okay? Let's see what the Bible says. <laughs> what does the Bible say about that? Look at, look at Psalm 144, verse number 9. Now, let me give you background in closing. David has come to come back to the Lord. David has done the thing with Bathsheba. He killed Uriah. He married Bathsheba, the baby has died, uh, Tamar has been raped by Amnon. It's just a mess. Just a mess. And every time you do sin like that, it's a mess. Okay? So the best way is to step back and say, I'm not going to limit the Holy One of, of Israel by stepping over into that arena. I gotta step I've got to i have got i have got to go this way. I can't get near the edge. You with me on that? Okay? Keep the church pure. Keep the church pure. Keep the church pure. Well, David, David has come back to the Lord. He's come back to the Lord, and that's a good thing that he did. The wages of sin is still death, and you're going to pay for your sin. Nobody's going to get away with sin. Nobody ever got away with sin. If you think you did, you're you're hallucinating because God is a God who's just. His justice system is perfect. He takes care of that. And so I've got to step back here, and David has come back to the Lord, and I'm glad he did, and here's what he says, verse number number 9. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God. David's been singing, but they have been very sad songs because of his life. And he's gotten right with God, and he says, I will sing a new song, a happy song. Unto thee, O God, upon the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praise unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. He said, I remember the days where you spared my life out on the battlefield. I remember Goliath. I remember the bear. I remember the lion. I remember being out in the battlefield with Eliezer. And Eliezer's hand claved to the sword while we fought the battle in the the barley field. And this man with with his sword, he slew hundreds of people. It It was just Eliezer and David. But he claved to the sword and he wouldn't let it go. He remembers that. He remembers that. He said, rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood, that our sons, he's talking to you and me now, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones, polished after the similitude of a palace. He's saying, oh, God, would you help my sons to be right? Right? And my daughters, may they be polished. May they be sharp. May they be godly. Oh, God help me. David has gone through an unbelievable time in his life, and he knows if he doesn't come back to God that that he is going to limit the Holy One of Israel. Don't Don't limit the Holy One of Israel. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he says that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace, that our garners may be full according all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and 10,000s in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. What a great church that would be, no belly aching, and here it is, happy, 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 happy. Not, okay, I got to go to church. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. When are you going to get done preaching? Time to get, <laughs> watch it. Happy is that people at Bible Baptist Church in Gardena, at Lancaster Baptist Church up there in the high desert. Happy, happy, happy is that student body. Even though we've gone through some pain lately. Happy is that student body. Happy is that family. That is such a case. Yay, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Whose God is the Lord. And it all boils down to, is God our Lord? Is he really our Lord? Are we we playing church? And it's time, if we are, it's time to quit playing church and just... Clean the slate. I've got, got some things in my life. I've got to get them straight. I've got to go somewhere today and, and confess it and get it right and get, get up off your knees and get on with the program. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry I took that. I'm sorry I I'm, I'm sorry I watched that. I'm sorry. Just tell the Lord. He's, he's going, yeah, I hear you. And, and, then, and then just do it. And if you've come today, you're never going to be happy ever, ever, unless you have Jesus. Never. You're spinning your wheels. I don't care how much money you got. I don't have any cars you drive up and down in Los Angeles. I don't care how many houses you have. It, is, it isn't going to happen until you have Him, the Son. It's not going to happen. And I pray today that, that everybody in this room knows the Son. And if you don't, today is the day to do it. Today is the day to, 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 the, to this going to be, I'm not, I'm, I am I'm going to be part of enlarging that tent. And you can't be part of that tent unless you're one of God's children.